Welcome to the Graceful Hustle Podcast, where God's grace plus your hustle equals success. I'm your host, Monique Carkham Edwards, the executive strategist, giving you the practical tools and the spiritual fuel you need to reach the C-suite with your soul right. We all know that no man, no woman is an island. So who's in your tribe? Who's riding hard for you out here in these career streets? You know that it most definitely takes a village to make it to the top, and that's what episode number 10 is all about today, y'all. Who's riding for you? We're going to break down the four people you need in your professional life. Now, before we dive into this, y'all already know what we got to do. It's listener spotlight time. And this week, we're shining light and love on Sinai. Sinai writes, a co-worker of mine who heard you preach put me onto this podcast, and I love it. Sometimes I feel like church people are so focused on being saved that we don't take the time to pay attention to real-life struggles, like my job. I've been listening each week as you drop gems and trying to take your suggestions. I especially loved your What Bosses Do episode. It's inspired me to take ownership for some things in my career and in my life. Keep doing your thing. Sanai, I know sometimes we as church people can be a little myopic, sometimes only focusing on the eternal, and I'm just trying to bring some balance out here in the world. And I'm trying to make sure that we take a holistic view, looking at the practical and the spiritual. So I'm glad you appreciate what I'm doing. Thank you for listening, supporting, and encouraging. And big thanks to your coworker, whoever he or she may be, who puts you onto this podcast. So let's get the podcast party started, y'all, with episode number 10. Who's writing for you? The four people you need in your professional life. I got to deal with this up front, y'all. Got to deal with it. Please, please do not DM, email, or otherwise contact me talking about you got Jesus and he's enough. You don't need nobody else. Just don't do it. That's all I'm going to say, y'all. Just don't do it, okay? We are talking about squad goals, who you need on your squad, in your tribe, as you ascend to everything God has planned for your incredible life and career. A few years ago, there was research done by the Center for Talent Innovation, and CTI's research showed that the vast majority of women, 85%, and multicultural professionals, people of color or other ethnicities, 81%, that we needed navigational support to be able to advance in our careers, but we receive it less often than Caucasian men. So we needed more. The vast majority of us need it, but we're less likely to receive it than Caucasian males. And so in this episode number 10, who's writing for you? We're going to talk about the people you need in your life to give you support as you navigate your organization and navigate your career. So, The first one up, everybody knows this one. It starts with the letter M. You guessed it, you need a mentor. Now, what's a mentor? A mentor is an advisor. Your mentor is someone who is more senior to you, more experienced than you, who either formally or informally takes on the role of an advisor to you. 
And mentors can provide a tremendous amount of value. Mentors can help their mentees craft a career vision. Mentors can advise on how to build the skills and qualities needed to advance. Your mentor can give you suggestions on how to expand your network. Mentors, if they're in your organization, can provide feedback on your performance. Mentors can offer insight as to how you can increase your visibility within the organization. Another big thing that mentors can do, and I have found this to be the most valuable thing for me, is that mentors will often share the unwritten rules for success within the organization. Many of us, women and people of color, have been told to get an education, get a good job, work hard, and you'll be successful. That, my friends, is a lie. That, my friends, is an L-I-E, lie. The reason why many of us, women, black folk, people of color, aren't successful is because there's a whole set of unwritten rules in corporate America that nobody tells us about. Unwritten rules like how to build networks, how to use and leverage your network, how to gain visibility, how to gain and use political capital. Nobody has ever even told us that there's another game being played let alone explain to us how to play to win. And when you add Jesus to the equation, we as Christians believe that if you just do great work, pray and tithe, that you're going to be successful. That, my friends, is another L-I-E. Listen to me. Somebody had to say it, and it might as well be me. This is why Jesus, Jesus, Jesus himself said that we as believers have to be as wise as a serpent but as harmless as a dove. And having a good strategy for your career is just wise. That's spelled W-I-Z-E, wise. And a mentor can help you with the unwritten rules for success within your organization. So a mentor off the bat is one of the folks you need in your tribe, one of the folks riding for you that can give you navigational support. So while this study that I referenced showed that 85% of women and 81% of culturally diverse professionals needed navigational support, there was another study done by another research organization that revealed that while women have been assigned mentors more often than men, promotions were won by men 15% more than women. Let me read that again. So the study showed that while women have been assigned mentors more often than men, 15% more men won promotions than women. So while women have more mentors, men are still getting more promotions. So what these findings are really telling us is that having more mentorship isn't necessarily the key to advancement. Now, many of you listening may be looking for a mentor, and I say by all means, find one. Mentorship definitely has benefits and can help you up your game. But mentorship alone isn't enough. You need some other folks riding for you as this study and many of failed corporate-sponsored mentorship programs have demonstrated. Well, more if having a mentor doesn't lead to promotion for women and people of color, what will? What will lead to promotion more often than not is the second person that you need riding for you. And that second person is a sponsor, a sponsor. What's the difference between a mentor and a sponsor? Mentors advise you, but sponsors advocate for you. 
they are riding hard for you on a different level. There's a big difference between a mentor and a sponsor. A sponsor is a senior level executive invested in your career success. That keyword is invested. It means that on some fundamental level, either financially because their bonus is tied to your success or emotionally or relationally because you've bonded personally on some level, your success is tied to their success. They are invested in you. Mentors may tell you what to do so you can advance, but sponsors, sponsors promote you directly using their influence and their networks to get you on high profile assignments or to get you career building roles. Sponsors use their influence and authority to position you for pay increases and promotions. Sponsors give their protégés access to their networks and make new connections for them. Sponsors make sure you're invited for after-work drinks, okay? Sponsors do that kind of stuff. So let's go back to the research. Women and people of color mentored. White males promoted. Women and people of color mentored. White males promoted. You know why they're promoted? Them boys got sponsors, y'all. Not every one of them, but the vast majority of them, they have sponsors. This is why white males generally do not care if you haven't assigned a mentor through the corporate diversity program. They don't care. It's like playing spades and you hold the big joker or the big jick, as we used to say. A sponsor doesn't mean that you will automatically win the game. Having the big joker doesn't mean that you will automatically win the game. But if you have the big joker and you know how to play your cards, it'll definitely tip some stuff in your favor. Why? Because an assigned mentor is no match for an invested sponsor. A lot of the work that I do with my clients one-on-one is around identifying and positioning and securing a sponsor within their organization. It is critical. Because once again, in addition to the mentor, an assigned mentor is no match for an invested sponsor. In many organizations, I would dare say most organizations, a sponsor is the big joker. Now, finding a sponsor is not an easy task. Sponsorship relationships have to be cultivated over time and under the right circumstances. And one of the things I ask my clients who are moving from one role to another or from one company to another is this, who there can possibly be your sponsor? Who can you identify that you upfront can be purposeful about building the kind of relationship with that they feel comfortable and confident sponsoring you. Because it's highly unlikely you will succeed out here in these corporate streets without one. So the need for a sponsor is real, y'all. So, so far we have mentors and we have sponsors as two of the four people you need riding for you. Years ago, my sister Shelly Lombard, my personal shero, she's a Wall Street veteran, She has her master's in business from Columbia years ago, has worked for all the large investment banks throughout her career, and is just a phenomenal person. She kind of sort of helped raise me. She was like a second mother to me. So if y'all got an issue with me, you can take it up with Shelly. But my sister wrote a book entitled Surviving in the Lion's Den, How Christians Can Survive and Thrive in the Workplace. And she talked about two different kinds of people you need on your squad. 
and she talked about the difference between equippers and strategists. Shelley talked about how in the book of Esther, Esther had two different types of advisors. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with the book of Esther, let me just break this down for you real quick. Esther was a Jewish young woman who was living in Babylon after the Jews had been taken into captivity. And King Xerxes is the king of Babylon, and he's married to Queen Vashti. Now, Queen Vashti was fine, okay? That's F-O-I-N-E, not F-I-N-E. She was beautiful. And one day, King Xerxes is holding this massive multi-day party. You know, he's getting his drink on and he's under his liquor and he's starting to feel himself. And so he calls Vashti out to parade her in front of all of his drunk friends, all of the other kings and dignitaries and potentates that he had there. And so he calls Vashti out to parade her in front of all these men. And some commentators believe he may have wanted her to disrobe, maybe dance a little. And some commentators believe that Vashti may have been pregnant at the time. And so Vashti is like, boy, my mama didn't raise me like that. I don't think so. So Xerxes gets all in his feelings after he is shut down by Vashti in front of his friends and he banishes Vashti. And so now old boy is in the market for a new queen. So King Xerxes holds what amounts to the equivalent of a, of a modern day Miss America pageant to find said new queen. So he calls for young women from all over the kingdom to audition for the role. Now Esther is being raised by her cousin Mordecai. Esther is an orphan. Her parents are dead and Mordecai is raising her and Esther becomes part of the group of women auditioning for the role of queen. Now Esther is Jewish most of the women auditioning probably were um, part of the Babylonian culture. And as Esther is going through this auditioning process, there's a man named Haggai who is in charge of the women. And Haggai is part of the king's staff. And Haggai takes Esther under his wing. He gives her special food and beauty treatments. He assigned her a large number of personal attendants. He moves her and her assistant to the best location in the castle. He is hooking Esther up, y'all. And Haggai probably taught Esther how to sit, how to stand, how to interact with royalty. Perhaps he gave Esther some inside tips on King Xerxes' likes and dislikes. He probably taught Esther the inside game of what she needed to know to win the king's favor. Kind of like a sponsor, but his role was broader than that. And the Bible says that Esther won the favor of everyone in the palace, including King Xerxes, and she becomes the queen by Xerxes' side. Haggai was an equipper. He equipped Esther with what she needed to know to become the next queen of Babylon. He was an equipper. We all need equippers. Someone who will take you by the hand and show you how to do what your mentor is telling you to do. So for example, let's say in your last performance review, you were told that you were not quite ready for the promotion you wanted. You were given some reasons. You take this to your mentor and your mentor may tell you, hmm, Sounds like you need to improve your executive presence in order to be seen as ready for this role and to be seen as the type of person who can handle a role at this level. Your mentor may give you some high level advice on improving your executive presence, 
but you need some tactical step-by-step how-to in order to actually do it. And that's where someone like an equipper comes along. It could be a career coach. It could be an executive coach, someone who comes along and coaches you and teaches you how to amplify your executive presence. Now, when I coach my clients, that's what I do. As an executive coach, I'm not just telling them, well, sounds like you need executive presence. I'm giving them the leadership skills, the communication skills, and the image management tools necessary in order to improve their executive presence. So in this role as executive coach, I act as an equipper. But you may have other people in your tribe who can act as equippers for you. Usually the equipper role is very tactical and very detailed. So it's not usually a role that your mentor or your sponsor will play because they typically sit fairly high up in the organization and this is the down and dirty work. So if you have a girlfriend or a guy friend or a former colleague who you can take this to and get some instruction, some help. I know when I was young in my career, my sister Shelly was my equipper. She would work with me on certain things. So you need somebody who is going to get down in the weeds with you and walk through. Meeting is coming up on Wednesday. How do you position yourself in the meeting? How do you position the pitch? What do you say? Who do you pitch to? What do you leave them with? What's the ask? How do you play this? You need somebody down at that detailed level. So Haggai equips Esther to be chosen as queen. But, but. Esther never would have been in the running for queen if it had not been for her cousin, Mordecai. Mordecai was probably the one who encouraged Esther to join the harem in the first place where she met Haggai. He was the one who told Esther to keep her Jewish ancestry a secret until her position was secure. And later in the story, if you go back and read the Bible, and I hope you do, When Haman, he's another character in the story in the book of Esther, when Haman, who hated the Jews, launched a plot to have them exterminated, it was Mordecai who challenged Esther to step up and reveal her ethnicity in order to save her people. Haggai was an equipper. He was an equipper. That's the third person. You did a mentor, a sponsor, and an equipper. But Mordecai was the fourth type of person you need writing for you. Mordecai was a strategist. Strategists come along to help you come up with an overall plan to achieve a goal or an objective. So while equippers give you the specific help, inside tips, special knowledge you need, strategists help you to figure out how to maneuver at a high level. So Haggai gave her the specific tactical help she needed once she was in the harem. But Mordecai was the one who told Esther, go join the harem in the first place. And he was the one who gave her strategy for keeping her ethnicity a secret. In your career, you will need mentors. You will need sponsors. But you will also need equippers and strategists. I have clients who hire me for executive strategy. I help them come up with an overall plan to achieve their goal, usually a promotion of some type within the next one to three years. But because strategy is high-level thinking, your strategist could also be the same person who is your mentor or your sponsor. It really just depends on the relationship and the person and their level of availability.
So we have the mentor, we have the sponsor, we have the equipper, and we have the strategist. Those are the folks that you need writing for you, the four types of folks. What if I don't have any of these people, Mo, and what if I don't even know where to start? I'm going to do a future podcast on how to identify these folks and start a conversation with them and build a relationship with them. But I just want you showing up at work, looking, thinking, going over your network, looking, thinking, hmm, these are the four roles that I need. Where might I find this kind of help? Your mentor may be somebody within an organization or somebody who worked with you at a former company, could be somebody at your church, could be somebody in your ERG. Mentor, number of places to find those. A sponsor, hmm, who within my organization can I start building that kind of a relationship with? Start thinking about that. Start thinking in these ways. Equipper and strategies. Do I have anybody in my life who's an equipper? Is that something that I may need to hire somebody to do? Same thing with the strategist. Is that somebody I may need to hire somebody to do, or do I have a good enough relationship with my mentor or with my sponsor that they might help me with that? I just want you to begin thinking about your career in a different way. Listen, there's a whole nother game being played out here. And we don't even have the cards. And I want you to begin to get some of those cards, begin to gather some of those cards so that you put together a compelling hand. It's up to you how you play the hand, but I don't want you sitting at the table with nothing. You don't have a spade. (laughs) You don't have a joker. You have nothing. I want you at the table with some cards to be played and to be played well. So this is episode number 10 of the Graceful Hustle podcast. Who's riding for you? We all need some folks riding for us out here in these corporate streets. I hope that this has motivated you to go into work today thinking differently about the people in your environment, the people in your network, the people that you have access to or want to build access to so you can begin putting together a strong hand. Hit me up in the comments, reviews, hit me up on social media, check me out on speakmonique.com. I would love to hear from you if this podcast has blessed your life. Please tell a friend, don't be selfish. Tell your friends, tell your coworkers, tell your colleagues. I would love to have as many of you getting whatever I can give to bring light and love and some help your way. Until next time, y'all take good care and I'll see you at the top.